Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the She Versus World podcast. It's Danielle here, and I am so excited for this episode because it is with someone who I deeply admire. She was one of my original mentors in the fitness industry, and we are coming full circle because today, Shay Kostabi, renowned international fitness instructor, fitness business consultant, and experienced designer, is joining the conversation to just Shay. She's fun. You guys are absolutely going to love her. Now, Shay is, as I said, an experienced designer. And so one of the conversations that we're having today is why experience really is the future of business. You guys are going to hear us dive into it and you are going to ask yourself, where in my business could I give my customers, my clients a better experience? And I guarantee you, it's just going to make your business even better. Like I said, Shay is somebody who was one of my original mentors in the fitness industry. So it is a very special full circle moment for me to also talk to her about what her transition was like becoming a mother and how she balances being a work at home mother with her husband and business partner, Barry, to run the fitness career mastery business consultancy that they have with, you know, everything else she's doing in life. So a really valuable and wonderful conversation for anybody who wants to ask, how can I make my business better? But also how can I create some semblance of balance? We know that word is a hard one here, (laughs) balance between family, professional life, and your own sense of self. So really excited for you guys to hear this episode. And before I dive into it, I did just want to share that I would love, 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 love nothing more than to feature you, yes, you listening on this show. The Shiver's World podcast is meant to be a conversation for women all over the place doing all different things, and we couldn't have these conversations without you. So if you'd like to be on the show or you have a girlfriend who is doing something really cool and you know that they are never going to nominate themselves... We all have those friends, guys, right? Please nominate them for them because they have great stories to tell and I want to hear them and we all want to hear them. So whether you'd like to nominate yourself or someone else in your life, please shoot me a message on Instagram at danielle.stud. I would love, love, love to meet all of you and to meet all of your wonderful women in your life who are making massive impact and change so we can hear their stories and we can once again build the table have the conversation to making it just an even better place for all of us to come. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with one of my dear friends and mentors, Che Kostabi. And then next time, maybe it'll be you on the show. Welcome to the Sheet vs. World podcast, because being a modern woman balancing a career, business, friendships, relationships, family, oh, and our own needs can sometimes feel like it requires superwoman level powers. I'm Danielle Stead-Blanton, athlete turned corporate attorney who left my completely unfulfilling career in a male-dominated industry to disrupt the space and build the table for women leaders in the health and wellness worlds to thrive. I've teamed up with some of the biggest household names from their starts and through their massive growths by providing business, legal, and operations consulting services, while also being their number one hype gal and sometimes the dose of tough love that only your best girlfriend can give you. On this show, I'm sharing everything I've learned along the way, both the practical business lessons to help your business thrive and the tough life lessons that ladies, we are just not talking about enough and need to be. And of course, I'm handing the mic off to some of the most inspiring and powerful women in our industries to share their stories and lessons too, because together we can conquer it all. Okay, so we're talking a few seconds ago about fitness trends that are going to make a comeback. And my <laughs> money is on your roller skates. What is your <laughs> money on? Tell me. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I can't even, I really cannot even begin to predict <laughs> what what I see happening. And and this is, your fitness industry has been cyclical we get all hyped up about certain things. We like the high intensity stuff. Everybody wants to work hard, play hard. And then eventually people's bodies burn out. They get tired of that. And we start seeking alternatives. And that's kind of what's happening now. We're moving. We were just talking about how Pilates is on the upswing Mm. and everybody's like shocked. It's like, just do a little bit of history and and we could all see this coming. It's been high intensity 
you know, hit training, mm-hmm. uh, indoor cycling, particularly rhythm riding, which is really intense. And if you've been doing it for 10 years, your back probably hurts oh. uh, with all the choreography. Let's just be real. And then uh, boxing was on the upswing pre-pandemic, but it's not really something that you can get into at home alone. So that had like a very short and fast peak. And, you know, it's still, I think there's some studios that are still doing really well and 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 that might come back. Um, but we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of people gravitate towards Pilates and yoga and maybe back to bar. And I think that's really normal, <laughs> you know? Um, what's the one what's thing that you've done that you are done with? And, and just so that we don't, we don't like single you out. I'm going to say mine yeah. was spinning. That was for sure. I'm done with spinning. No shade to spinning, but my, my hips can't do it anymore. Oh uh, yeah. I, I'm also done with spinning for now. I won't say forever. I really, I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think indoor cycling is going anywhere. It's been around for a really long time and it has also, we've seen highs and lows and different iterations and all of that stuff, but it is for me, I love it. My heart will always be in those cycle theaters, in those spin mm-hmm. rooms because of the journey you can go on. And there's something really spe- special and magical about it that is really difficult to capture in other modalities. It's really driven by the music. It's If done well, there's a story arc it's emotional <laughs> um, because, you know, you're on a bike going nowhere in the dark and you need a really good leader at the front of the room. But um, there's – I've seen a lot of not so great <laughs> um, spinning experiences, but I've also been in some incredibly magical experiences. So I I hope that that continues, even though I know right now it's on the downturn. Something that I don't ever really want to do again is um, like circuit training, like group circuit training where there's, mm. you know, 20 stations and a different piece of equipment at every station. And you've got like yep. one minute to get your reps in and figure out how the machine works and yes. like what your capacity is <laughs> in that short period of time. And then you're running to the next place and you walk out feeling like, did I accomplish anything? I'm not really sure. I'm sort of high from the frenetic energy, but um, it's not it's not my favorite. And I also think as a as a business owner, it's just a crazy investment just to have just all that different equipment. And I I can't even imagine what the upkeep is like um, just from people jumping on and off and maybe not always using it properly. I don't know. I just Throwing don't think it's – Throwing it down. Yeah, I just don't think it's the, the best – experience or the best business model. I'd kind of like to see that. I'll show you. I'll show you off there. I'll show you. You know, what's really funny in this conversation is, is for everyone listening, Shay and I met in, uh, in modalities that we are talking about right now. (laughs) Funny to think about how we've evolved and and how we show up for ourselves and our bodies and, and the experiences that we had that have then brought us here. Yeah, you know, and I think talking about a, a personal fitness journey, I look back through time and um one of the first group fitness classes I ever attended was a Zumba class. Um no this kind of ties in a little bit to to my career story, but I I did not grow up uh doing any kind of sports or athletics. I was telling you before this podcast started, I'm not really great on anything with wheels. <laughs> um anything that has a moving object involved, uh like a, a spherical object of any kind. Perfect. Um I don't like running. Uh I grew up in a family of artists and entrepreneurs. So musicians, painters, dancers, um, people who ran their own business. And that's very much who I am today. So I grew up dancing and acting, uh, 
and my dance teacher would write me notes to get out of PE. So, um, you know, I, I entered fitness because I was at a transition in my life, very difficult point, And I, you know, couldn't uh, hold a job and I didn't want to leave my house and I was putting on weight and not feeling great about myself. And I saw an ad in a trade paper, um, for a test group, come train with a celebrity trainer for 90 days and you'll get five square meals a day. That was literally the name of the of the meal prep company, Five Square. Um, and uh, at a high-end gym in Manhattan and oh with a chance gosh. to be in a commercial. I'm like, this is every actor's wet dream. You're going to make me hot. You're going to put me on TV. You're going to feed me. This is so great. Yes. And so I got in. You had to audition. I got in. Um, and that was great. I, you know, lost weight, transformed my body, found my confidence, all of that good stuff. But during that time, I, I wanted to make the most out of this gym, right? <laughs> because it was something I could never afford or see myself affording at that time. So I would use all the amenities and take all of the classes and I didn't have a job. So I basically just spent all day at the gym. And one of the first group fitness classes that I took outside of that test group was Zumba. Okay. And it, it was taught by uh, a Broadway performer. So it was very entertaining. And in my mind, this class had like a disco ball and a live DJ and like pink and purple lights. And the instructor was in love with me, even though he was gay. I mean, it was just everything was for me and just sparkly. And uh, that is not the case at all. It was a white room with wood floors, no lighting, you know, uh, fluorescent overhead lighting, um, you know, just a standard gym Zumba class. But to me, it was so magical. Um, I think a little bit tapping into my dance roots and I was feeling really fit and strong and good about myself. And I would never take a Zumba class today. It's just not my thing, you know? And it's just, as you look back, I think it's really important as, um, you know, if you're a fitness professional, that your clients have their own journey and and they will evolve over time and what they like in their 20s or their 30s or when they're single or when they're parents or when they're busy or in the slow times is going to be really different and that's okay and we can't be everything to everyone. And I think also as the fitness professional, it's okay to say, like you said, like I'm done with spinning. You know, I, I met – that's how I met you. I was Literally, training yeah. the cycle team. And you were already teaching, but, um, you know, we were trying to elevate the experience. And so I was brought into <laughs> – when, when she says elevate the experience, she means like you had no rhythm and we were desperately trying. We tried so hard. <laughs> She's being kind. No rhythm, a little shouty. Um, really still, motivational. Still the same girl though. No rhythm, still shouty. Like I, that's going to be the – that's going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, you know, even as a professional, it's okay to say, even if you become really well-known for one thing, it's okay to be like, yeah, I'm done with that. Or maybe that doesn't align with my core values and my vision for what's possible or how I want to serve my people. And this is part of the work that we do now. It's really, really important to get clear on on what those core values are and your principles and your philosophy and your mission and your vision because it's not about spinning. And spinning has never been about spinning. You know, it's about something bigger. Like what are you trying to achieve through the vehicle that mm. you've chosen to take on, right? Um, people don't care. Like the average consumer doesn't care about a Schwinn bike versus a stages bike or rhythm versus power. Really, they don't know. I was just – and actually, other people in the industry don't know that much about other modalities. So you can't expect like the average person walking around to understand. I was just talking to a client um, and and about my origins and I used to – I was a master bar instructor and he's like, bar, what's that? It's like a right. – it's like a ballet thing and you like – you have that bar. Is it attached to the wall, right? This is somebody who works in the industry. 
but this is not their niche. It's that they don't have any real understanding. And I'm like, well, yes and no. So getting fixated on like the name of the modality or the specifics of the modality and saying like, this is what I do and it's never going to change is just kind of ridiculous. It's, it should always be about something more than that. And that's, I've pivoted so many times in my career, not just within fitness, but just in my life. I've had careers prior to fitness. My mission and my purpose has always always been the same. I tell people, it's like, I could wake up tomorrow and decide I want to be a doctor. Not really, because that would be really hard work and I'd have to go back to school. But I could do it if I wanted to and I would still, I could still find a way to fulfill my purpose outside of that. And what I'm getting at is, and never teach a a fitness class again, or the same type of fitness class that I've taught in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you said, and I would love to like go back to this, this comment and kind of back us up is like, you talked a lot about seasons of your life and how like, mm. you know, you're in a season and then things change. And I love that mm-hmm. because I feel like as, as you just were sharing, like you and I met many moons ago in a different season of our lives. Yeah. And now you and I have both transitioned what we're doing. Yeah. And so what I would kind of love for you to do is explain to everyone, like, what is your current season of life and what <laughs> got you here? Because yeah. that's, I think, like really the interesting thing is like we we're kind of talking about connecting the dots backwards, but like let's yeah. talk about today now. Yeah. Well, today I'm a sleep deprived mom <laughs> <laughs> to a two and a half year old miracle genius child. Um, no, so now I'm I'm basically a fitness business coach. Um I, while I was still teaching, I was also doing some consulting, uh, instructor training, writing programs for studios. Um, I want to say on the side because it's not like I had a business entity. Um, oh my gosh, the Danielle today would rake me over the coals for how I like <laughs> operated in the past. Um, but you know, it was something I was really passionate about and exploring and people just kind of came to me for it. And so yeah. I just started doing that. And, and that's slowly evolved. And thank goodness for that because when the world shut down, I was nine months pregnant. So I was about to have a baby and all the studios that I worked at had closed and I had already planned to go on maternity leave, but um, I also planned to go back to teaching. And if that was the only thing that I had been doing, I think I would be in a very different place than I am now. Mm. Um, but, uh, two things, my husband and I together have a business called fitness career mastery and, uh, we have a podcast and we have, you know, we work with clients one-on-one, we have group coaching programs, we have other products and services, and I am a part of that. But separately from that, I also like to call myself an experienced designer. Yep. So I've moved out of how you and I met. I primarily, worked in-house with smaller boutique studios, training their teams to teach cycle. I would say that's 90% of my work. And then sometimes bar hit, and I've done some group boxing programs as well. Um, I've moved out and beyond the modality. This is kind of ties into what I was saying before, because the skills that I have, my personal experience and my expertise go so far beyond I heard a mic drop, um, go so far beyond any one particular modality. And I've, I've worked with instructors and brands internationally, like in something like 15 countries, right. Uh In-house. And, um, I, I see the same things. There's like four things that, that make a group fitness class, successful, like that turn an average ordinary workout into an experience that people feel cannot be missed, right? Mm -hmm. And so now I work with uh, independent creators, solopreneurs, um, instructors that have branched out and created their own brands and still boutique fitness studios on elevating their experience for their clients. So that's the primary thing that I do now. What was the other part of your question? (laughs) 
I think that was, that was what, what yeah. season are you, you know, it's funny as I was going to cough yeah. and I was like, I was raising my hands up to cover my cough and I slapped <laughs> the microphone and then I was like, well, there was my smooth moment. Um, <laughs> you got like a little oh, basketball smooth. drum in the back. Right. So this season is um, so different from what I was doing before. I mean, pre-pandemic, I literally at eight months pregnant was on mm. the road going from, I was in Mexico and then Texas and then Indiana and New York and then Singapore oh for God. a month, right? On the road, I had to have like, like my final um, ultrasound in Singapore before I came home. And that was at the beginning of, I was there New Year's 2020. So there were whispers about things right. happening literally on my plane ride home. And then a few months later, the world shut down. But um, you know, I was traveling and working in-house, training instructors, working with these new studios on their brand messaging. Barry and I went together and that was really exciting. And I thought it was the first season that we were like sold out. Like we could not take any more clients. And I was like, we've made it. If we can replicate this next year, like we are gold. This is our dream. And then the whole world was like, Never mind. We have other plans. <laughs> right? And so we just pulled all of our resources together. The first thing that we did was uh, we built a, a digital course called Learn to Livestream because I was so tired of seeing people teach their workouts on IG Live and ask for money, oh my like God. donations via Venmo, right? Um, we sold like thousands of those. And I'm so happy to say that we kept so many people, uh, all of our clients stayed in business through the pandemic and so many others. And I'm, I'm, and then we launched so many new businesses during that time. Um, it sort of evolved into this, it turned into like go digital where we taught people how to build like a, a virtual studio or an online brand. And then that became secrets of brand building, which is what we run now. Um, which is both for online creators and uh, brick and mortar studios. But I'm basically a work from home mom. Like that's the season. I sit at a desk <laughs> like eight hours a day. I went from being on a bike or in a studio for 15, 20 hours a week or more um, to barely getting a 15 minute workout in when I can. Um, we have, we we do not have any support. So we are co-parenting and running our business together alone. We tag team every day. Um and and that's that's the season that I'm in. I'm I'm gen I'm genuinely tired. <laughs> and it's really hard. I'm not gonna lie. I love what I do. So that that's what keeps us going. And I love my family and I love that we get to work together. But it is not easy. I also wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. You said so many really great things that I want to touch on. And like Mm. one, I really want to come back to what it's like, and we're going to, because I actually, Mm -hmm. this is something that's like so interesting to me is how you work with Barry, your husband, how you are a work at home mom, because I don't believe in the phrase working mom because all moms work. And I, and I really want to come back to that, but first, and what I think is so valuable that you said that every person, doesn't matter what industry you're listening or you're from, as you're listening to this is that Shay says, I'm an experienced designer. And Mm -hmm. I have been like on this kick lately where when people are like, you know, I want to raise my rates. How do I do it? I say, add more value. I'm having trouble retaining clients. How do I do it? Add more value to me. Value is like my word. Like it, like pivot was like, you know, so 2020 value is like my 2022 word. I like it for you. You're an experienced designer. And so what you're really talking about is how are you adding value into an experience? So that doesn't matter if you're on a bike or if you're on a, a set of roller skates, like you're giving people so much in that experience Mm-hmm. whether it's a facial, whether it's a physical yeah. therapy session, a workout class that people can't help but want to come back to. Yeah. And I, and I would love for you to kind of touch on what, like, what is that to you? Because mm-hmm. I think that's where there's a huge disconnect in every industry right now. Yeah. So on our, if you go to our website, the the first thing that you'll see is the future of fitness is experience. And I think mm. the future of anything is experience, whether that is in real life, online, or VR. 
or AR, right? Like if if people are going to start working out with like Google glasses or whatever it's called, the Oculus, oh whatever headset, which it may – that may actually happen. There are people that are going to have to produce that experience. Nobody is going to want to do it if it's crap, you know? Um, and there was a, there was a, there was a point in, in our industry in fitness where, and it still is today, but fitness was very much a commodity. There were articles about this. People were trading in their Birkin bags for their soul cycle membership. Right. And that was, that became a status symbol. And it was like this cool thing to do. And you could open a boutique fitness studio and put a sandwich board out on the sidewalk and people would walk in, you know, that the all of these brands were sort of uh, yeah. building up themselves up around each other, you know, in yeah. LA, you know, you go to Cycle House and there's an Alfred coffee and then there's a Lululemon and it was mm. like this thing, right? Those days are long gone. Uh this generation, our generation is tired of that. And the newer generation, we were just talking about TikTok before we hit record, is not interested in that at all. And studies show that particularly the younger generation, they will spend up to 21% more than any f former generation on a better experience. Um, all of them want to participate in things that make them feel like they are valued and they are contributing to something greater than themselves. Um, and that, and, and that goes for anything, but particularly in fitness, that's, that's my niche. That means going back to your, what I mentioned before, to your why. What are your core values? Who are you? What are your superpowers? What makes you unique? What have you been through that you can show empathy to this next generation or the people that are going to walk through your door? And how do you establish that authority and connection? And, and then that means, once you get clear on that, going through every single touch point. People's attention spans are worse than gnats, <laughs> you know? If, if if it's not seamless, right? If there's a lot of friction, like I have to go to like 20 different steps to get into your class, I'm going to yeah. give up halfway yeah. through. Um, if you don't acknowledge me when I walk in the door, if you never learn my name, yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else because there are other studies coming out showing that people are desperate, desperate for a place to belong. To feel seen. And yeah. to feel seen, to feel valued. And it's not just about the workout and what it looks like and the logo that you're wearing anymore. It's like, is this meaningful? Is it contributing to my overall well-being, meaning my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health? Um, otherwise, we're not interested. Because we can get almost anything anywhere at the tip of our fingers, right? So yes. if the experience, as you said, doesn't feel valuable in both directions, right? I want to feel valued as a client, as a customer. I want to feel seen. I want to feel taken care of. And I, and I want to get the value out of your experience, out of your brand, out of your service, whatever that is. So it's a two-way street. Um, then I'll just go home and I'll, you know, do my class on YouTube for free or I'll order something and have it sent to my house. You know, I know you work with a lot of beauty brands. It's like, what's the benefit of coming into a nail salon when I can pretty much get any kind of press on nail to my house for like $9.99, yeah. right? What's the service like? What's the experience? The place that I go is amazing. They send me text messages when I haven't shown up for a while. And they're what? like, we really, yeah. They're like, hey, we haven't seen you in a while. We really hope for you to come. I can't remember what the last one was. It was so sweet. And then they'll like show me like new designs that they're working on that they think I might like based on what I've gotten in the past. I'm like, okay, I'll see you in a couple of days because I really, I haven't been there in months. And in the back of my mind, I've thought, I really want to go get my nails done, but I haven't had a lot of time. And that nudge in a, in a very personal way 
made me remember how much I love just sitting in that chair and listening to some music or a podcast and walking out with, you know, a fresh set of nails that for whatever reason, give me new life, (laughs) you know, um, our lives are busy. And, and even if we love something, it, it just, it may not fit into our current routine or maybe it feels out of budget or whatever the deal is. But if you show that client like, Hey, I remember you and I see you. And mm-hmm. I know that this is something that you valued and enjoyed because you've been here a couple times before mm-hmm. that's experience and also personalization. And that, and that's what everybody's looking for. I think what's interesting that you mentioned was like the TikTok generation is that, so, mm-hmm. you know, you and I were talking about the difference of showing up on Instagram and showing up on TikTok and like, mm. um, Instagram is, is our, our, uh, elder millennial platform. <laughs> yes. And we were taught to be so curated. Like we grew up in that generation where you're putting out the most curated content. You're yes. hiring photographers, your videos are perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. For what? And then you have this other platform where it's mm-hmm. basically you show up as imperfect and real as possible, and that's mm-hmm. how people connect with you. And and that's yeah. why there is, in my opinion, such a disconnect between us trying to use TikTok and like you know our twenty one year old counterparts who are trying who are using TikTok very successfully. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to experience. Is that like if I go get my nails done, I don't need to go somewhere where they are going to like greet me with champagne and the music and yeah. that. I just want to feel seen and I want to mm-hmm. feel like I belong there and that no one's gonna talk about me or that I'm gonna get a good a good manicure and I'm gonna feel mm-hmm. relaxed and that it was worth me driving there. And it's it's just so different now. Like we're not looking yeah. for this like five-star white glove service. We're looking for authenticity. Yeah. So like the Instagram wall is out, right? We don't need that anymore. You know, like studios in particular have the sign, right? And you take a picture. It's like a step and repeat. Like I'm so glad those days are over. Uh, Let's be clear. Let's use the nail salon that I go to as an example. It Atmosphere is important, right? But it also depends on your clientele and what they expect from you. And it definitely can add to the experience. But if that is the number one thing that you're thinking about, I I always tell this story about a client that I had that spent $30,000 on their front desk, on the desk. Okay. It was- front desk manager's salary. (laughs) Right? Well, they had no, they couldn't afford to hire anybody to work at the front desk. So shocked. (laughs) Right. It was very cool. It was built out of vintage speakers and the top was copper. And then we found like you couldn't touch it because it left fingerprints. So then we had to put an ugly yoga mat on top of it to protect the copper that they spent $30,000 on. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. But I've, I have historically with the work that I do seen this time and time and time again, where we're spending a ton of money on the wrong things. And then it's like the stuff that actually matters, you're tapped out. Like people always call me way too late. Like if you call me a month before you open and you're like, (laughs) hey, we need you to help like our, you know, with the experience design, with the class experience. I'm like, "Um, nope. I just don't even – I used to like charge double and now I just say no because I cannot give them what they need. It's not worth my energy. But um, yeah, so like all of that is just – is secondary <laughs> to like the things that I just mentioned. So like if we use the nail salon, for example, this place is not cool. There's no <laughs> – there's nothing cool about this nail salon. They play um, like those – uh, hidden camera videos on the TV. Yeah. It's like all the, the, like the pranks, um, the music's never really, they put them on silent and they play music and the music is never super great. Like I would love it if they would maybe play better music. They give me a water. There's no champagne. There's no tea. The chairs are very, very comfortable and the technicians are very good at what they do and very friendly. And then those touch points of like giving me that nudge, like, Hey, do you want to come back in or sending me a thank you note afterwards, um, is really nice. You know, it's nice to have the best of both worlds. Right. But it's also not necessary when, as you said, you're getting what you, you're, 
paying for, right? Mm -hmm. I I want my nails done. I don't want to walk out with ugly nails, right? Mm -hmm. I already have to sit there for an hour. I can't get my time back. Please give me what I need. Um, You know, and just say hello. Remember who I am. Like take a second um, to acknowledge me and the fact that I've chosen to spend my time and my money here. Really I think important. that is like the ultimate takeaway is that doesn't matter what in, again doesn't matter what industry you're in you're listening to this like it is yeah. how you treat your people and how you leave, how they leave and how yes. they feel yes. based on how you did that. Yeah. Cuz we all have terrible experiences and we're like I'm never going back to that business again but very, how yeah. often do you think like I had that extra touch made it better? Right. And looking back like in your experience I am sure you've been to a super high-end fancy restaurant and perhaps the food was just meh versus a hole-in-the-wall place where the food is just incredible and it was like the perfect environment to have a great conversation with the person that you're there. Like which would you choose, you know, uh, if you were to go back? Like which is the one that you're going to frequent more often? hundred percent. It's, it's going to be the, it's always the, the content at, like at the, at the base, like what's the actual thing that you're there for. And then the other stuff is like nice to have. So speaking of nice to have something <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier, I want to go to this like second point that we were talking about was um, the season of your life. Mm-hmm. You're a work at home mom. You are have a business with your husband and you said, I don't get to spend 15 hours in a studio. I spend maybe 15 minutes. Like mm-hmm. how is that shift in your life been? How are you mentally shifting into that role? How are you mentally shifting into that? How you show up every day? It's not easy. <laughs> it's a daily struggle. I just heard something the other day that I wish I had heard much sooner, which is particularly for someone who works in the fitness industry or anybody who has or has had a daily movement practice, it's okay for movement to not be a top priority in your life. Like mm. it's, it's really okay. Movement is important. I mean – I movement and music to me is magic. That's medicine. Um, I, I, I spend my, all of my time helping my clients, (laughs) right. Create these experiences, these powerful experience to attract people in and keep them there and keep them healthy. Um, and it's ironic that for me, that's just not a part of my of my actual practice. It's just not. Um, and that's, that's difficult for me to reconcile. I'm very much like a walk your talk kind of a person. But when I, when I saw this message the other day, I was like, oh, I don't have to work out 15 times a week (laughs) or even five days a week. Mm. Right. I, I fit it in where I can. It's still important to me but it's not on my top three or maybe even five priority list. And I think as somebody who used to be in the studio every day and training people and teaching all those classes and, you know, online and in magazines for it, it can often feel like I'm failing or I'm a fraud. And that's simply not true. This is a season in my life where finding an hour – um, is just – would cause more stress, right? And the whole purpose yeah. of that time is to help alleviate that stress and the pressure that I put on myself that like I should be doing that is – it's they're, they're like Xing each other out, right? They're, that's totally. not helping. And so one of the things I did that I never, Danielle, in a million years thought I would buy a treadmill, okay? Yes. It's not even the kind of treadmill that you can do sprints on. It is a walking under the desk treadmill. I have one. Literally yes. have one. And I I I bought a standing desk, you know, you press the button, it goes up and down. It's super fun. Absolutely. And 
put the treadmill underneath and I thought, this is how I'm going to get my movement in. While I am editing a podcast or answering some emails or reviewing a client's content or even sometimes just reading a book, right? Because my time is limited and I love reading and that's that actually is a priority for me. I'm not willing to give that up. So I – and the, the first year of my daughter's life, I, I didn't pick up a book and I it really like was soul crushing for me. And this year, I'm proud to say I've read 15 books already. Get on the treadmill. I, you know, I get it in and – that that makes me feel good about myself. And then, you know, most of the time I'm doing like a 20-minute workout in the morning. I have to trade off with my husband because we don't have childcare, right? So that's the other thing. She can't be left alone. She's still little. So I, that's the other piece at this season. I have to split everything with my husband. I have to split my free time. I have to split my work time yeah. with him. So – Whatever hours I used to have are cut down in half and then in half again because <laughs> I have a child. So, um, you know, and and I just do the best I can, right? We go for hikes on the weekends. I try to get my steps in every day on the treadmill, like in between calls or, you know, when I'm working on back-end stuff. And then I, I, I try to do three times a week of 20 minutes and maximize that. And it's not perfect and it's not my ideal, but that's that's what I have and I'm going to make the most out of that now. And there's the, the other thing is like there's a new version of you. There's a new version of me. There's a new version of you around the corner. There is always mm. another life waiting for you and it doesn't do you any good to try to hang on to – the other corner you just turned, that version of you behind you, it's such a disservice to who you are now and what your potential is and where you're going. And like talking about motherhood and pregnancy and all those shifts, I know some of these questions are going to come up. It's like this whole like bounce back mentality or whatever. It's just ridiculous. You're you're not honoring who you've become and where you're going by trying to get back into something that you were. It's just never – it doesn't matter having a child or not. It's just you're never going to be the same. That's life. We're always evolving. We're changing. And so I think keeping that um, at the forefront of my mind, like I have to write it on the wall because it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to just remind myself like there's another version of me waiting and it's not fair to her to complain about where I'm at or wish that I was somewhere else. Like that's where I'm moving towards. I so, love that so much. Someday I'll get my hour back a day, but not but, right now. <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, I think for a long time people felt that way post-pandemic, post-shutdown of this, like what the mm. world used to be. And then it was this acceptance yeah. of like, this is a whole new world. And I think that it's a very similar, it's very analogous to what you're talking about with motherhood. And I think that a lot of women who are solopreneur, business owners, body, they work with their bodies as service providers that- it is honoring the person that you've become, not saying mm -hmm. I used to be able to teach five, six classes a day. Like that's not sustainable for your mm -hmm. body, for your family time, for your everything. I right. used to do as many services a day. And now it needs to be this, like, how can you settle into this new role? Mm -hmm. And I feel like for you, what was kind of like that nudge that helped you settle into it? Or was it just like the force of the universe? Or like, was there a moment or a conversation or someone or anything? I think there have been little moments around the way or along the way. Listen, it's a bit of a death. You know, there's an ego death. Um, I know that sounds really dramatic, but there were days where I really genuinely felt lost. Like I didn't know who I was or what my purpose was in this world or what this body was that I was mm. in, you know, postpartum, there were, there were definitely, there were moments. I mean, I'm talking crying on the floor. That's real. And yeah. people don't talk about that enough. Becoming a mother is like this alchemical transformation. And, you know, alchemy means that the structure of what was is now different and cannot be returned to 
what it was before. It you just something new is forged. And I think it's because of our conditioning and our programming and and what society tells us it's really challenging to let your yourself sort of catch up with that. It happens kind of all at once. And so you could you could read a thousand books and think that you're prepared, but like it's the difference between like knowledge and wisdom, right? Like you Ooh, have to be yeah. in it, right? Um, and I had many conversations with my girlfriends about like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to post on Instagram. I don't know how to show up for my clients. Like, am I ever going to do the things I did before? Am I ever going to fit into my skinny jeans? Am I ever going to go on a date? <laughs> like, so many, like, am I ever going to just be able to sit in the office and work for four hours straight without somebody screaming at me? Like, I don't know. Who am I? Um, but things like I caught that message, like, it's okay for your movement practice to not be at the top or, you know, talking with other moms who are also entrepreneurs, um, sitting just with yourself, <laughs> you know, and, and remembering the parts of myself, like how would I, how would Shay, the fitness instructor, talk to my clients who might be facing a hard time or a big transition, right? Like you have to talk to yourself the way that you would coach your clients and just giving yourself a little bit of, of grace. Um, it, it, there is no one thing. It's just every day trying to figure out like, okay, well, you know, yesterday I was in a heap on the, uh, on the bathroom mat on the floor going, what is my existence? And like today I'm a superwoman because, you know, I got up before my kid did and I got like 10 minutes of meditation and I've got like my calendars booked and my husband's going to help me out and I'm well-fed and caffeinated and it's awesome. And then tomorrow I could potentially be it. That's just part of it. <laughs> it's just part of it, you know, and just rolling with the punches and like I said, just remembering, like, there's another version of you waiting around the corner. And you, if, if the, if the season that you're in right now is really challenging, it, that again, it's the nature, the cycle of things. This is like my theme for this podcast. It yeah. cannot, it cannot last forever. It just won't. Like winter turns into spring. Day turns into night. Mm -hmm. Your hard days, your hard weeks or months or even years will turn into the best times of your life. And and there's mini cycles within that as well, right? So you just have to keep looking forward and and get back whatever you whatever you need to do to get back in line with that purpose, which is beyond um your job title or uh, the modality you teach, right? It's beyond that. Um, and that's, that's something that's, that has kept me going, right? It's like, I consider myself a very independent, creative, passionate, driven woman. And like, sometimes like all I did today was fold laundry and my life force is wasting away into the abyss, right? <laughs> Right. And then it's like, no, I can be passionate and creative in this moment now with my daughter. Right. Like, how can I get my two year old to help me fold laundry? You know, whatever it is. Right. Like, let's use that in this way. It doesn't have to be that specific way before. Like, just show up in your purpose with what you've got and do the best you can. That's like my philosophy for life, you know? What would you say is your best piece of advice for somebody who a lot of, a lot of this community were, you know, like elder millennial, younger women. Mm. I don't even want to put like an age frame on us because we're, we're at, we're a huge age frame, but like one of the, the hardest things is as a woman making that decision to start a family as a business owner who works with your body mm. and then making that transition into it. And you know, as someone who's going through that themselves, I would love to hear kind of like, what was your mentality as you were making that transition? And then like, what do you wish you could tell 2020 Shay on the other side yeah. of this? Oh my gosh. Well, Danielle, I, I'm <laughs> like, I can do anything. Everything is figure outable. I was again at the, t when I was pregnant when, or before, when we decided to start a family, 
I was traveling internationally. I had this very glamorous, exciting life. It looked like, you know, it was. Um, I was like, I'm going to put this baby in a backpack (laughs) and, and, you know, and we are gonna make it happen. And the funny thing is, uh, well, you never know what kind of kid you're going to get. Nova's not the kind of kid you can throw in a backpack and take everywhere. She's just not. And you never know where the world, what state the world is going to be in. So you, again, you have to roll with the punches, but, um, I think it depends so much on your, on a couple of things, your previous experience and the habits and the routines that you've set up for yourself. Those are going to be thrown off track with a small person in, in tow, right? But the stronger those, that foundation is, the easier it is to make the adjustment. We talked about this a little bit the other day, like you and Pat mm-hmm. always sit down, you, you love your morning ritual, mm-hmm. right? We talked about this on my on my podcast yeah. on Fitness Career Mastery. So you can listen to, to Danielle talk about this. But the stronger that foundation is prior, uh, the less likely you're going to get totally rocked when things don't pan out the way that you would – that you planned or that you would have liked. Um, and I also think having some network, some support is vital. You, you cannot do this – alone. And that might mean leaning on family members or hiring a nanny or hiring staff, like somebody to help yeah. you run your business. Um, and I know sometimes that can feel scary with everything going on, but I, Barry and I are both are firm believers that anything that you invest in, you will get a return on threefold minimum if you've if you've got a strategy in play, right? So like, you know, when you hire sometimes onboarding, like if you're a solopreneur, like onboarding somebody for the first time can feel so scary. And you're like, oh I could God. do it all myself and I don't want to give my money away. But you're taking, you're creating room for expansion and and you can't expand from that, that, la- that mentality of lack or there's never enough. Like you have to lean into that abundance mindset and anything is possible. And if you're organized um, and you've got good communication systems and all of those things and you got a plan, you got a strategy, you will see the return on that investment. Not immediately, but you will get it back always. That's the one thing I can say. Like do not be afraid to invest in something that's going to help you. It always comes back, always. Um, can that be the soundbite right there, right there? That soundbite, that's all you guys need to know. It will come back to you. And right. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, you need, it's, yeah, you just, what else? Just, you know, have flexible, realistic and flexible expectations. Like the, there's no room for rigidity when you're running a business and you're raising a family. There just isn't. Um, And reach out for help. Like you need support. You can't do it on your own. Anything is possible. Everything is figure outable. I love Marie Forleo. Like that's her thing. Um, I think that's you're of that mindset as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And just know that like for some people it's easier, even without all that stuff. Like it just – get to know yourself, right? And what your – capacity is and and just just be real with yourself um it's okay to like have lofty dreams and goals of course but like you also have to have like a deep sense of awareness i think um and of course it helps if you have a partner who supports you no matter what but yeah 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 um so so good i okay <laughs> I'm going to do this. I like to end every episode asking everyone the same three questions. I love hearing everyone's responses. I'm really curious to hear yours. Okay. Um, first question is, who is the dream client or brand that you would love to share your magic with? Oh, my gosh. Um, is this in the notes you sent to me? I wish I it prepared wasn't, for this. It wasn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you know what? People ask me this question all the time and I have sat with myself, you know, because we talk a lot in the work that we do, like who's your ideal client yes. and like what's the avatar? And there honestly isn't like some entity, you know, it's not like there's this name brand that's like, ooh, if I could work for that. Right. Um, it's myself. I like working for myself and that's the goal. And there's that future version of me that like I would like to be and that's the person I want to work for. That's my real answer. But in terms of clients to serve, it really is. I want to work for me. Like I'm the goal, (laughs) like the best version of myself. But in terms of clients, it really is. I like working with people that share similar point of view, philosophy, and values, particularly around fitness. And Barry and I are both very clear about that. I We don't work with brands that focus on weight loss or body aesthetics. Um, we really mm-hmm. like to go deep. Um, we believe that our mission is to help create, to help build better humans that happen to be business owners so that they can help build better humans. <laughs> like really that's, and maybe, you know, one day I'll, we'll shift and we won't work in fitness. Right. So kind of all the way back to what I said, it's really not about the thing. Like the, there is no like brand or logo or title. It's for me, it always comes to a feeling and comes down to like your values. And I, love working with people who see the world the same way that I do, that, that lights me up and we do really good work together. I love that. I think for most people that it's not like, like some people have like very clear ideas of like, this is exactly who I want to work with. And then other people are like, Mm -hmm. these are the, almost everyone I've talked to is like, these are the values of the people I want to work with. Well, it manifests, right? I can see it right away, you know, like the, all of that unseen stuff, like that we share those similar values manifests as like the brand. So when I do see it, I'm like, Ooh, I'd love to work with them. Right. Um, but, but yeah, it's just bigger than that. (laughs) Okay. This is a great segue to your next, to my next question. So if your business tomorrow were to receive a $10,000 grant, (laughs) what would you do with your business? How would you invest, spend, use it? Okay. This is weird. This is so weird because, um, I just, uh, hmm. like, what can I say? I know exactly how I'd use it, but I can't share because I actually have something. (laughs) Okay. I have not give it to myself. No. Um, we are in discussions with um, another, like sort of partnering with another company to build something and it's slightly beyond our reach right now. And if I, this is very like of this moment, I would invest it in this thing that I know would help all of our clients and everybody in the industry. And it will happen, but like it would be so nice to receive a grant for that. (laughs) So it, it would be that. Um, a so yeah, anything. Um, I'm sorry, I'm being vague, but anything that would that would help our clients accelerate, which then in turn helps us. Um, uh, you know, that would help them solve a problem to help them do their job better. Because I believe so strongly in our mission. Mm. I love it. And we'll just wait for the big announcement. We'll just we'll, yeah, it's 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 coming. If I had a grant today, it would happen in like six weeks. But uh, because it it it'll be maybe a few months. Like that's right now. It's very top of mind. I'm I'm in these discussions, and I'm like, oh gosh, I just I want to fuel it with more. Right. Yeah. That's okay. What I would use it on. We're gonna talk offline. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> give you a straight up answer. <laughs> Last last question for you. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self anything, mm. what age would you be and what would you say? Wow. How long can you sit and wait for me to <laughs> for? Um, you know, we got all there's there's a very, very 
clear memory in my mind that has come up in therapy, right? Of, I think I'm about seven or eight years old and I am standing in a kitchen and I'm wearing um, little gray penny loafers, like leather penny loafers. And I am feeling so unseen and nervous and like I don't fit in or belong and I'm like rubbing my like the my feet together you know like where the balls of your feet are like burning a hole in that shoe um what would I say like I think about this version of myself a lot um and without like going too deep into whatever you know I I had like a wicked stepmother situation. Okay. That's all you (laughs) really need to know. Um, And I think I would just, I mean, the thing that everybody wants to hear is that you are loved and you are safe and I've got you, you know, like nobody's going to have your back the way that you have your own back. Yeah. And I think when you're that small, you need other people to take care of you, right? And that's that's part of the thing is you, you can't survive on your own. And when those people aren't really doing that for you, that's that's traumatic. It's heartbreaking. Um, but like now you get like someday you're going to be the – you're going to be your own knight in shining armor. Like you're going to be your own greatest love story and – and just like hang on because I've got you. Mm. I love that so much. That's yeah. the most perfect note to end on. We're going <laughs> to just say take a second to share with everyone where they can find you, where they can connect with you and yeah. all, all that good stuff. Um, okay. So I think first and foremost, Fitness Career Mastery at Fitness Career Mastery is our Instagram handle. That's our website. It's the name of our podcast um, on Spotify. If that's where you listen to, you can listen to it anywhere. But Fitness Career Mastery, three separate words. If you put them all together, you'll get our like Spotify playlists, and there's thousands. So if you happen to teach fitness and you need some music, that's a good place to go. Um, and then I, uh, for what I do specifically with instructors, that's at um, on Instagram, the Group X underscore Conservatory. And if you're interested in following me, uh, my name at Shay Kostabi. I'm primarily on Instagram. I mostly share pictures of my daughter, Nova. (laughs) It's my personal – it used to be my fitness page where I talked about all the things I did in in another season. Um, And now it's very much just me. Um, But yeah, that's that's where you can email us, Shay at Fitness Career Mastery. Um, We always love hearing from people in the – fitness wellness community and yeah Yeah. I think that's it and we'll link all of those so that if you have questions about working with Shay if you wanted to connect with her if you wanted to get a thousand playlists anything you want so we'll link everything for (laughs) you guys we do if if you're if you're in a place where you're like I'll say particularly if one of two one of two things if you're like I really don't feel like maybe based on something I said in this conversation like maybe my brand messaging isn't resonating with the person I'm meant to serve because I'm not super clear on the core values of my business. We do free breakthrough sessions. Um, You can go to Fitness Career Mastery or you can DM us on Instagram. You get one hour strategy session. Barry does them. He asks these, he does a magic trick where he asks you five questions and you come out with a brand new strategy. What? Um, yeah, and that's free. So I, I did would not do even know that. You, I mean, you could do. It's super fun. Most people tear up. Like, I don't want to like give it all away, but it's like a very. He's super cool. He's like a yogi. He's, he's just. It's super cool. Um, and then you know, if you are particularly you work in fitness, any modality online in real life, and you're like, I really want to level up the experience for my clients and you want to talk to me, we do free breakthrough sessions for that too, where we highlight like the the main pain points and we come up with some goals. And then if you choose to work with me, even better. So 
those are two things that you can do today. And they're actually, I know Danielle would be like, don't give it away for free. Um, <laughs> my mouth is open right now because I was like, I, I know. didn't know this. I'm going to go book my sessions now. You, sh- I mean, you could. It's, it would probably validate a lot of things for you. But um, we genuinely uh, – you know, love hearing from people and talking to people and we love helping and that doesn't come, we're, we're very clear on the value that we provide. Um, and we're pretty sure of ourselves. So that's why we do it. And it's, it's always free and I think it's always going to be free and please take us up on that. If, if, um, you feel like you need support. Incredible. Okay. We're definitely linking that for everyone. Go check it out. Go give everyone, yeah. go give Shay a follow, Shay and Barry a follow. And Shay, thank you just for coming on here and hanging out today. Yeah. You're so welcome. It was fun. This was like, I, I don't think I've had a conversation like this on any podcast in any public space ever. So thank yes. you for inviting me. This was a lot of fun for me. I love hearing that. And yeah. I will undoubtedly schedule another chat date with you soon. Yay. Yay. <laughs>